This week I got on a airplane and I flew out to Texas to gather with about 2,000 packed churches that have planted churches across our nation and with church planners. We walked into the service and when the first note of the first song was played, the Spirit of God just sat down on my heart. You can sit down anytime you want to. You can stand the whole time. It's totally up to you, but I'm just going to share my heart for a minute. As the worship began to play, I just felt the refreshing presence of the Lord fill the room. And sometimes when you're just in the grind, you don't realize how thirsty and how hungry you are for His presence. And I just began to weep in the presence of God. As I felt God's presence just sweep into that room, I felt just like a supernatural hug from God. I just felt like that he came alongside me and wrapped his arm around me and just helped me to stand right there where I was standing. I don't know how to explain it. As we continued to worship, I was sitting there and I began to see this vision, imagination, whatever you want to call it. But I saw this Roman army. I don't know if it was Roman, but that's what it looked like. They all had their shields buckled together. And I was trying to push against the force that was coming against me. And I was pushing and I was pushing and I was pushing and I was pushing. And it seemed like the more I was pushing, the more resistance, the more dug in that they were. I looked behind me and I said, I need somebody to help me. I said, God, give me strength. And I felt like the Spirit of God said to me, stop pushing. Stop trying to move what only I can move. Stop trying to labor when I'm the only one that can do it. Get your hand off of it and watch me do it. And in my spirit, I felt like I was saying to the Lord, if I take my hand off of this, they're going to pursue me and run me over. 
but I took my hand off and my, I don't know what this was. I don't know how to describe it. I'm just telling you, I was just sitting there in a service and this was all unfolding. I took my hand and I took a step back and honestly within my spirit, I felt like that that arm, because there's such a resistance, I felt like they were just going to push me over. And the moment that I took my hand off and took one step back, a wind blew past me. And it parted them like the Red Sea. I don't know how to explain it the rest of the week. Everything was just, I call it easy to receive mode. Have you ever just been there? Like, you know, you can just get in that easy to receive mode. You know, and you, you, know, you go in the kitchen and the microwave, you just look at it and go, oh Lord, thank God for this. You know, you just, everything is just, you're like just, Wow. There's a resistance in this region. And I'm just going to tell you, no matter, there's been people better than I that have tried to do something in this community that's no longer here. There's been ministries and churches over the decades maybe even centuries, they've tried to make a mark in this region. But I'm just telling you that we're battling this thing wrong. In this region, the enemy wants us focused on each other. He wants us focused on the opposition that's in front of us instead of stepping back and yielding to the wind of God. All my labor, the Bible says, is in vain unless the Lord build the house. Unless the Lord builds the house. I worshiped that week. Every, every message I felt like, bless those. I mean, there's 2,000 people in here. God bless them for coming. These messages were meant for me. I don't know why they're even here. It should just be me and the speaker, just him talking to me. That's really how I felt. Monday, I worked real hard before I got on the plane to get a sermon that I believe that I was going to share today. And then Wednesday, I was sitting there. I was thinking about all the things that had transpired that week. And the Lord said to me, Judges 4.8. Just dropped it in my heart, Judges 4.8. So I'm sitting there in the worship service. And I turned to, I say I turned, I actually pulled a Miss Jenny and got my phone out and cheated. <laughs> and went to Judges 8-4. Did I say 4-8? I meant 8-4. We probably should look up 4-8. That might be another word. And it says this, and Gideon came to the Jordan and he crossed over. And Gideon came to the Jordan, and he crossed over. He and the 300 men that were with him, listen to this, exhausted yet pursuing. Gideon came to the Jordan River, and he and the 300 men crossed over the Jordan, 
exhausted yet pursuing. What were they pursuing? Were they pursuing what they had battled for? No, there was no battle because the battle was the Lord's. Man, if I was sitting out there, I'd have done run around this church. They were exhausted yet pursuing. What were they exhausted from? What were they exhausted from? There were 32,000 people that gathered in Gideon's army. And God said, that's too many. God said, that's too many. How many of you know that many times God's plan doesn't look like our plan? Because his ways are not our ways. And God says to Gideon, you got to thin this thing out. If we're not careful, they'll try to get my glory. Do you know the story? We know that those that were fearful, he let go right off. Those of you that are not even going to join in the battle, you're, you're already giving up. Why don't y'all go on home? Can you imagine standing there in that army? You're, you're, you've got the Midianites facing you, and the guy says, hey, look, if y'all are chicken, just go on to the house. If y'all don't want to fight for the Lord, I don't know how he said it, but that's in essence what the Bible says. If you're fearful and you're afraid for your life, if you have a streak of yellow down your backbone, then go ahead and leave. And guess what? They did. They flood out by the masses because they said, this is dangerous. This looks like work. This is going to cost me something. And Gideon thought, okay, Lord, well, I don't understand your plan, but, you know, we still got a, quite a few. I think we can still take them. And Gideon's, and God said to Gideon, oh, you think you can take them? Let's, there's still too many. So let's take them by the river to drink and the ones that lip up the water like dogs send them home. In other words, those that don't treat what they're facing with respect, let them go. God's plan doesn't always look like our plan. And so Gideon watched and he said, all of you guys that just walked down to the river and didn't care about what was going on and lapped it like a bunch of dogs, thanks for coming. God bless you, you're dismissed. Leaving Gideon with 300 men. And the Bible says about Gideon is that Gideon was fearful. I wrote this down. Fear and faith don't mix. What's the opposite of faith? Doubt. Where is doubt birthed from? Fear. They don't mix. I felt like the Spirit of God said this to me. This may be for you, but I know He said it to me. When the devil can't get me to doubt God, the devil will get me to doubt me and who, I'm, who I am in God. That's his two greatest attacks. He will try to get you to doubt God. 
goes all the way back to the book of Genesis when the devil said to Eve, did, did God really say that? Doubt God. Doubt some mother of all sin. Did God really say? You ever thought about this? There were two fruits. She could have ate of the other one. But she doubted God. And he doubted God. But if the devil can't get you to doubt God, he'll get you to doubt who you are in God. Because when we're not walking in who we are in God, we won't do what we need to do for God. Go all the way back to the beginning of Judges when we find Gideon hiding on the backside of the threshing floor. And the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon. Now, Gideon believed God. He understood who God was. He understood who God's, God's faithfulness was to the people of Israel. But who Gideon did not, what Gideon did not know is who he was in God. And so God sent an angel to Gideon and he said to Gideon, you mighty man of valor, get up out of this place that you're in. For God is calling you to be the deliverer of Israel. What is God speaking over you today? What is God calling you, you mighty woman of God? What is God calling you, you mighty man of God? Oh, if he can get us cowering in the, in the corner, not leading our family. If he can get us cowering in the corner, not believing God for his promises. If he can get us fearful and hiding out, we'll never see the manifestation of God's plan and purpose in our life. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Oh, the angel of the Lord said, oh, you mighty man of valor, God's gonna use you. And, he, and what's, what's the first thing? Now, I don't know about, has anybody ever had an angelic visit? I, don't, I just think I'm not gonna argue with the angel when he shows up. I just don't think I'm gonna do that. I hope I don't do that. I mean, do y'all think about that? I mean, here's a boop, boop, angel right there out of nowhere. Now, after I, you know, and do you realize that every time an angel appears, they go, fear not? Well, of course. Yeah, because you just scared the life out of me right here. Oh, Lord, that's an angel. I don't know how you respond. When Deanna walks in the room, she scares me. How much more would an angel scare me? Come on, somebody help me. And the angel declares to him who he is. He speaks what God is saying to him. An angel is what? a messenger. So he speaks the word of God to Gideon and Gideon begins to give him an excuse. Oh, well, you don't know me. You don't know my family. You don't know where I come from. You don't know really who I am. No, he is a messenger from the Lord and he's trying to eradicate the view that the enemy has put in you so that you refuse to stand up and be the you that God has created you to be. Oh, my family. Oh, yeah, you got a family. You, you understand the fight with the enemy, don't you? Right? Well, I'm the least amongst my family. I'm not even, I'm not even the middle of a pack of my family. I, and you're, you want me? Oh, yeah. 
Because see, if the devil can't get us to doubt God, he'll get us to doubt who we are in God. And he'll have us cowering in fear, moved by what we see, moved by what we feel, moved by what we hear, rather than what God has declared is. That's why Paul said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Now it has entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them who love him. In other words, you can't think about it. You can't hear about it. You can't even see what God wants to do because it's so far beyond you. What we find out in this story is that God's more concerned about his story than he is about our numbers. He's more concerned about his glory than he, are, than, than he is about how many people we think we have or don't have. So while we're counting and while we're numbering, God's saying, look, you can push against that wall and you're not going to move it. But if you'll put your hand in my hand, watch what I will do. Watch what I will do. And right there in the middle of that service, I texted Shannon and I said, I need this song to be sung. I'm changing total directions. This is not a message that I printed out this morning. I put some points, just some random thoughts. Usually it's 15, 20 pages. I got a page and a half. Because all my words ain't changing you. As good as they are. As anointed as that preaching is, there's still empty seats. They're still hurting people. We've got to operate by faith and not by fear. We got to be willing. I love what it said. And so God began to speak to Gideon and he gave him a plan. plan to, this plan doesn't make sense. Leave your, leave your nice house in Hendersonville over there where everything was convenient. And go to this strange town that you don't know nobody. And I'll gather some people around you. And I'm going to use those people that are crazy enough to gather around you and I'm going to change the city. That's a crazy instruction, isn't it? Man, I was comfortable. I got up, led worship every Sunday. Somebody got offended. They called the pastor. They didn't call me. Somebody got upset. They called the pastor. My favorite thing was to say, that's above my pay grade. Yeah, whoo, hallelujah. That ain't me. Go talk to him. His office, right there around the corner, right there. Yep. Go talk to him about it. I'm just singing. He was all comfortable. It was great. I got up there and sang. People worship. I heard some preaching. We gave him the offering. Oh, I was serving. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But God said, I got a different plan. I've got a crazy instruction. The first of the year, God gave me an even crazier instruction. He said, I want you to give away one of your businesses. I rebuke you, Satan, right now in the name of Jesus. What are you talking about? Get what? I hadn't even got this thing good and started yet. You want me to do what? This was my retirement plan, Lord. You want me to do what? Not only do I want you to give that away, I want you to slack off on this. And he began to give me instructions. And these instructions don't make sense. And they mess with my comfort. 
And so I push against the wall. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, somebody help me. I'm just being real right now. Well, God, you, you, yeah, I got you, but I'm going to push again. I'll take care of this. I'll push. I'll push. I'll make it happen. No, you won't. You got to get on board with the plan. Crazy instruction. Would you take some pots, torch in your hand, and a sword? And when I tell you, I want you to just smash the sword and shout the sword of Gideon. Can you, has anybody read this story? Can, can you think about the military logic? This is not something that they would make a movie called Patton about. They probably should though, you know? Here's, here's the, the leader of all leaders saying, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get this 32,000 people down to 300 people and we're gonna take these 300 people and here's our plan. We're not gonna do anything. We're not going to attack. We're just gonna crash some pots together. Why? Because it's the instruction of the Lord. It's not my plan. My plan doesn't, my plan looks better to me, but my plan is not God's plan. And so they surround the army, they crush the pipes and the, the pots, and they yell, the sword of Gideon. And the Midianite army gets up and it says that they start turning on each other and killing each other. So the 32,000 that became 12,000 that became 300 didn't do a thing except crash some pots together and God brought the victory because they were obedient to God's plan. Get your hand off of the force that's coming against you. Step back and watch what I will do. That's God's instruction to me. Watch what I will do. (laughs) <laughs> One chapter later, it says, that the, and it's, yes, they were, they were pursuing people. They were after people. So the battle was won, but there was still more to do. There's still more to do. And that's where we get to chapter eight, where it says they were exhausted. And I still ask the question, from What? from the pursuit of God's blessing and God's glory? Yeah, I don't know about you, but it can get tiring. It can get plumb exhausting, but we never quit pursuing. You can get tired. You ever notice that your tired's always more tired than somebody else is tired? How many of you married in the room? Come on now, you know I'm telling the truth. Y'all start describing your tire, your tiredness to your spouse. And then, she, you know, all of a sudden she's offended because, you know, she's already re-roofed the house and re, you know, sealed the driveway and you just took a dish to the sink, you know? So you're like, I'm tired. Whew. Yeah, let me, tell, let me talk to you about tired. I'll tell you what my tired is, you know, and that's what we do, isn't it? Oh, I, 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 you, you're tired. You're, you're exhausted. Oh, you don't even know. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you what we ought to do. We ought to get focused on the plan of God. And no matter how tired we are, no matter how weak we may be, let's keep pursuing the dream and the vision of God because God wants to tear this region up for his glory. We got to make a decision whether we're going to be a part And even though we're tired, you think we're not exempt from problems? 
He's like, oh, well, that pastor, you know, he sure, he can preach that message. He ain't got problems. I got problems on top of problems, and then I drag your problems around. Right? We can talk about that, or we can just do what God's called us to do and win a city for his glory. Because here's the deal. Did God call you here? Because the first thing he wants to, the first thing the enemy wants to do is make you forget that God called you here. Right? Because if the enemy can get us to forget why he's called us here, then this community is never going to be changed. We need to work as if the Lord is doing nothing and know that no matter what we do, if he doesn't show up and do something, it's not going to make a difference. So if you're exhausted, because I've been there. Keep pursuing. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't break focus. Don't question the silly decision. Isn't it funny what we can get caught up in? All the stuff that don't matter about nothing, that's what we're all concerned about. I, can, I, I, I can't even imagine what that army was thinking in this crazy plan that Gideon came up with from the Lord. I can't imagine the, oh, they, well, they, did, they loved him enough not to tell Gideon in his face, but could you imagine what went on when they went down to the Colorado Grill? Oh, they, they, they loved him enough not to question what he was doing to his face. But boy, when they got around the supper table, they would... You wonder if they would talk about the crazy plan that Gideon come up with. Didn't move Gideon because it wasn't his plan. And it's not going to move me because it's not my plan. My plan gives me comfort. <laughs> Doesn't yours? His plan moves us out of our comfort and into the anointing of God. So you may be exhausted, and I get it but we're going to keep serving. We're going to keep pursuing. And we're going to follow God's plan. Even when sometimes it doesn't make sense in the natural, we know to see things in the supernatural, we've got to let go of what we believe and understand the natural to be.